0: Welcome to the DNVGL Talks Energy podcast series. Electrification, rise of renewables, and new technologies supported by more data and IT systems are transforming the power system. Join us each week as we discuss these changes with guests from around the industry. Welcome to a new episode of DNVGL Talks Energy. My guest is Ansgar Hinz, CEO of VDE, and we want to talk about the energy transition, but we want to more focus about uh, on interconnection, digitalization and cybersecurity in this aspect. But Ansgar, first of all, welcome uh, to this podcast. And before we start, it would be great if you could introduce yourself as a person and tell us what VDE actually stands for.
1: Okay, I'll try to. Th- uh, first of all, thank you very much for the invitation. Um, well, I personally, um, I'm an electrical engineer, so I've grown up in the electrical energy business Uh, for 23 years. I was working for a a huge group dealing with uh, control and monitoring and regulating of energy grids um, worldwide, so um, energy energy grids are mostly different in different countries around the globe and this was mainly my task and uh, well, roughly two years ago uh, there was a ask from VDE, um, could you imagine um, to bring in your knowledge into uh, VDE and after a long discussion, I said, "Well, there is a big challenge—the challenges you talked during your uh, introduction—and um, so I became a CEO at the beginning of 2016. VDE, what is VDE? VDE is in Europe the uh, association for electrical, electronic, and information technology. Um, we have roughly 36,000 members, built um, by personal members, uh, industrial companies, R&D." A uh, sequence of companies, and uh, we well, are more than 250 universities
0: building up this knowledge group. Right, so let's jump into that topic. The transition of the electric or electricity ecosystem, let's call it like this, uh, is mainly also relying on digitalization. There will be much more assets connected to the grid which are intelligently communicating with the grid, but that comes also with all kinds of complexity. So at the moment we see a lot of different IoT platforms coming up from different manufacturers, so we will have to overcome the complexity of these platforms all talking to each other. What is your hunch on that?
1: Well, like a metal there are two sides. Uh, on the one hand, personally as an electrical engineer, I'm totally thrilled uh, by the decade we are living and we are working in, because it's. uh, I compared that during the morning on a a panel session we had um, with the, mm, let me say, 18th century where the steam-driven engines um, have been transformed into electrical driven engines, which was a totally uh, change in industrial production. And then, well, we ran through a process of improvement, of uh, evolution, sometimes revolution, But nowadays, I would say we can compare that. Um, It's a transition period not only in the energy business, also in the industrial business and other market segments. And the other side of the medal is digitalization. Well, what is it? Um, I'm astounded sometimes because it's not new. Uh, We were talking about digitalization in the 16th and the 17th and the 18th. Digitalization is a method, out of my interpretation. Um, it's not the instrument. So there are several instruments, um, and if you put them together in a basket, we can talk about a period of digitalization. But the sense in it and the instruments have been different in the 60s, the 17th, and today they are different. But uh, you are right and what you described. Um, digitalization is, well, let me say, a method enabling um, the future perspective and the future
0: structure of energy grids. Yeah. And I wish you on this digital aspect, but I think the interconnectivity and the integration is now what is enabled because the systems have become so powerful, right? And this is why we have new challenges which we maybe didn't have in the 60s.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think you are aware of that. The traditional structure that, uh, of an energy grid was a top down structure. Um, actually, by the volatile infeed of renewable energy, PV or wind energy, biogas uh, in the mid voltages and the low-voltage segment, um, the top-down structure does not even longer fit. You cannot even longer manage and monitor grids in the traditional top-down way um, because the volatile infeed mostly happens on the mid-voltage and low-voltage level. And um, the need for interconnection of grids, local grids or Intercontinental um, interconnection to balance um, is of more interest than in the past. Important is the aspect of instruments of digitalization. What does it mean? Out of the operator room, the generation voltage level and the transmission voltage level is visible, so we are able to control them. But below these levels, so I'm talking about the load distribution level the communication lines or the operator are dead, they are blind, we cannot control them. So there is a need for sensor implementation, for data collection and control of these voltage and grid levels too. And there, digitalization, communication and data management comes
0: in. Right. And so, listening also to what other colleagues on your panel uh, said today, I think um, there is good technology out there already on the smart meter side or whatever, but there's much more we could maybe do. Um, going like next generation, one uh, step ahead, I think there's also some expectation that any processes in the grid later might be managed not necessarily by humans anymore, but by processes, like machine learning processes maybe, which optimize how the grid is operated from generation to the load. And then we are entering in an era which is certainly very comfortable and very efficient, but we also open up to some sort of vulnerability. So what I'm getting at is with all these advancements, we're getting into an era where we have a challenge of cybersecurity and I think we see some examples and it would be great to hear from you uh, what the challenges are today, but I would extremely also be interested in your outlook, uh, where you see that going and then we can maybe in a second question discuss what we can do against it, but I would be really interested on your view on that cybersecurity topic in the environment you just described.
1: I'm 100 percent with you. Um, In the midterm perspective um, it's both on the one hand human control Um, of systems but on the other hand the implementation of KI so automated systems, machine learning systems which are able to uh, manage the one or the other um, structural monitoring of grids or parts of grids. Um, So with the implementation of more and more sensors and uh, we are estimating in 2030 more than 100 trillion sensors in all market segments, um, the increase of data management um, follows nearby. So the question is on the one hand um, how to manage this volume, this mass of, of data, and on the other hand how to make it secure. In strong coloration to the increase of the number of sensors in an e- electrical grid. Um, assumptions say that say, in 2030 we will have more than 100 trillion sensors not only in energy grids but in the total uh, number of market segments. Um, the, the, the increase of data, of volume of data, is strongly correlated with that. So how to handle that? Um, I'm personally a fan of a um, prob- um, structure a problem in the right way. So what are the four elements? The first Element uh, definitely is um, the technology. Is, um, the first element definitely is the technology side. So it's hardware, it's software, it's firmware, the intelligent sensor itself, and the technology how to collect data. Second segment is the semantic. So we need to develop, um, and there are uh, actually investigations to develop something. We need to develop a common language, a common language of machines, a common language of describing functions of sensors and systems, a component in a system. And third part is communication. So we need to define for cybersecurity risks and um, emergency events, we need a new way of communication over countries, from government to government, from country to country. For example in natural crime we have that, it's called Interpol. So there must be something in this way too. It's not only a technical question, it's also a society question. And this is the thrill for the future, to structurize the problem um, and to find individual solutions and at the end we combine that to a system solution.
0: Yeah, so I mean this aspect, uh, Interpol, is an interesting one. I think the, the, the one issue we have that cyber security is kind of a bit Higher up than the individual's crime because it could, in the worst case scenario, be governments using that as a weapon. And I think many armies are actually gearing up for this. So I guess uh, cooperation on international levels will be very important to make this whole journey a success.
1: Absolutely. And this is a you, d- you are describing a simple matrix. On the x axis, you have um, the hardware, you have the environment, you have the human behavior, you have software aspects and data protection aspects. And on the Y-angle you have the different uh, levels of aggressors from, uh, let me say from kids to government and in between there are several other groups of uh, aggressors and they have different types of motivations and on the other hand you have the different fields of um, places where you can aggress or enter into a system. And if you fill this matrix with different types of reaction mechanisms and methods, uh, you have a kind of, um, let me say, guideline or, or roadmap how to react on different levels against um, cybersecurity issues. In VDE for example, we have built up a CERT team, it's a computer emergency response team, acting on different levels if we have an ingress of, uh, from the outside.
0: That's for your own protection?
1: It's for own protection but it's also for for a membership uh, in the organization and you can as a company for example enter this team, it's a closed team um, where we discuss uh, without um, sending out information into the public issues uh, inside a company of these partners which we put together in this team it's a very trustful, um, let me say membership, closed membership organization to avoid um, that there are bigger isu- issues um, on the production side
0: uh, of the industrial partners. I see. So uh, looking ahead, there's mm-hmm. other new technologies. I think uh, some are already around the corner, we hear a lot about blockchain, um, which is basically kind of a system of trust without any intermediaries. We're sharing things uh, pretty much in the public. Mm-hmm. Um, we have quantum computing coming up which promises us maybe much higher encryption levels than we can dream of today. Do you think cyber is a temporary problem or is it something which is a new normal and we just have to live with that?
1: Well, it depends on what you mean with temporary problem. Um, uh, if we are talking about a couple of months, I would say no if we are talking about the next uh, five, eight, and I would say ten years I definitely would say no with a slightly maybe yes on the long run uh, well let's see um, uh, more than 20, uh, 10, ten years I don't want to look into the future um, but on the mid, on the uh, on the short run I would say um, you t- talked about Bitcoin, and uh, not bitcoins, you talked about blockchain uh, you talked about blockchain, well I think there we are in the period of uh, implementation of test beds, You heard that in, during a panel this morning that there is a testbed, bed uh, Siemens built up yes, one, right. uh, in New York, but there are others th- uh, around the globe. Um, there we have a perspective, I would say, um, the next three to five years to have a blockchain as a mm, partly solution of, for the one or the other IT security risks. On the other hand, you mentioned on the technology side um, quantum computers. Um, We have one um, special society inside VDE It's dealing with microsystem technology and uh, sensor technology and they are deeply involved in the technical development of quantum computers. Uh, Their perspective is that during the next 10 years, 10 to 12 years we will not see um, a scalable mass of quantum computers or computers or communication system based on, on quantum technology. So I would say on the mid-run when we are talking about a perspective of 8 to 10 years, um, we have to deal with cyber security, uh, cyber security risk.
0: Right. So uh, slowly we are coming unfortunately to an end of this episode, but one thing I want to ask because we are both in that business, mm. how important are standards in the future to deal with these things?
1: How much time do we have? Uh, to, yeah. <laughs>
0: Out of my perspective,
1: uh, and I think you, of my opinion too, it's it's uh, essential. Um, as more complex systems get, as more you have to have standards on different levels to, on the one hand, enable and simplify communication, um, to, yeah, address quality, to address safety for the society and individuals as a new factor to address and standardize security issues. We talked about cyber security. And last but not least, to walk the way of transition from proprietary solutions into open source solutions and technologies. And this is independently from the market segment we are in. Um, The way we have to deal with in the present, in the near future, and in the long future. The time, out of my perspective, this is a personal opinion, the time is over that, for example, one company gets the whole cake. Mm -hmm. We have to build up in order to avoid risks on safety and security side um, ecosystems where we share our knowledge and where
0: we share our results and success. Right, so the last question I should at you is, uh, what is your main takeaway from Singapore's International Energy Week 2017?
1: Compared to last year for example, I mentioned that during another interview during the day, um, this year I see a green field. Last year we tried to prepare everything for growth of plants, green plants, and actually I see um, the first green fields which we worked on during the last uh, 12 months and I'm absolutely astonished how all the participants and uh, members of the association worked very focused on the different fields um, of future technologies in the segment of green energy not only in the segment but especially in the segment but also reflecting this was part of our Um, Meeting today, um, additional aspects like digitalization and IT security risks we cannot even longer um, have a look at separately. We have to combine that out of a system perspective. And I'm absolutely grateful that we could have been there, here, presenting our knowledge, being part of the show and hopefully um, we will see in 2018 not only one field of green plants but maybe 10, 15, or 100.
0: I agree. Thank you very much, Ansgar, for it was your my pleasure. insights, for your time. Thank you. And uh, to the audience, thank you very much for listening in. That was Ansgar Hinz, CEO of VDE. Thank you for listening to this DNVGL Talks Energy podcast. To hear more podcasts in the series, please visit dnvglcom talksenergy.